0: You are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on this four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agurta. And you can join the discussion group on Facebook, Mystical City of God in a Year podcast, and there you'll be able to interact and engage with other readers and listeners. Today is Day 73, and we are reading from Book 2, Chapter 14, Paragraphs 631-636. to Abstractive Visions of the Divinity Enjoyed by Most Holy Mary 631 The second kind of divine vision enjoyed by the Queen of Heaven was the abstractive, which is very different and much inferior to the intuitive who is more frequent in her, though not daily or continual. This kind of knowledge or vision is communicated by the Most High without unveiling himself directly to the created mind, but through a certain veil of species by means of which he becomes manifest. Because of this intervening medium between the faculty and its object, this kind of vision is very much inferior to the clear and intuitive vision It does not involve the real presence, though it presupposes it intellectually in an inferior way. Although the creature knows that it is nigh to the divinity and discovers the attributes, perfections, and mysteries which, as in a mirror of the will, God wishes to show and manifest, yet it does not feel and is not aware of his presence so as to enjoy him with complete satiety. 6.32 Nevertheless, this is a great, rare, and next to the clear vision, a more excellent favor than any other. Although it does not require the light of glory, but only the light appropriate to the species themselves, and not even the ultimate disposition and purification proper to the light of glory, yet all the other preparations antecedent to the intuitive vision must go before it. For by them the soul enters into the antechambers of the house of the eternal God and Lord. Psalm 45.5 The effects of this kind of vision are admirable. For besides the exalted state which it presupposes in the soul, and which raises it above itself, it inebriates the soul, Psalm 35.9, with an ineffable and an inexplicable delight and sweetness inflaming it with divine love, transforming it and causing a forgetfulness of and an aversion toward all earthliness and toward itself, so that already the soul does not any more live in itself, but in Christ, and Christ in it. Galatians 2.20 Besides all this, there remains after this vision in the soul a light, which, if not lost by negligence and carelessness or by some sin, will always accompany it to the highest pinnacle of perfection, teaching it the most secure paths to eternity and resembling the perpetual fire of the sanctuary. Leviticus 6.12 Or the beacon light of the citadel of God. Apocalypse 22.5 6.33 These and other effects were caused in our sovereign queen by abstractive vision, and to such an eminent degree that I cannot give an explanation of my concept in words, but some idea will be obtained. If we consider the condition of the most pure soul in which there was not least the hindrance either of lukewarmness nor of the least defect, no indolence or forgetfulness, no negligence or ignorance, nor the least inattention, but in which on the contrary was the fullness of grace and the ardent of love, unfailing diligence, perpetual and unceasing praise of the Creator, the utmost solicitude and readiness to give Him glory, and a preparation which allowed the powerful hand of God to operate without opposition or hindrance whatever. She was favored with this kind of blessed vision in the first moment of her conception, as I have already related before and will relate afterwards many times in the course of her Most Holy Life. Intellectual Visions and Revelations of the Most Holy Mary 634 The third kind of divine visions and revelations enjoyed by the Most Holy Mary were the intellectual ones. Although abstractive visions or the visions of the divinity may be called intellectual visions, yet for two reasons I have mentioned them, and especially have placed them in a higher order, First, because the object of the abstractive visions is altogether supreme among intellectual things, whereas the range of these more ordinary intellectual visions extends to many various objects, since they include the material and the spiritual things and the entire field of intellectual truths and mysteries. The second reason is because the abstractive visions of the divine essence are brought about by the most exalted and supernaturally infused species or images of the being of God. Whereas the common revelations and the intellectual visions take place in diverse ways, sometimes the intellectual images of the objects revealed are all infused. At other times, not necessarily all the subject matter of the revelations is infused, because then the same species or images which our imagination or fantasy already possesses are sufficient for the revelation. For the understanding endowed with the new light and a supernatural power can apprehend the mysteries of God from imaginary images, as happened with Joseph in Egypt, Genesis 40-41, and with Daniel in Babylon, Daniel 1-24. This kind of revelation was given to David, and next to the knowledge of the essence of deity, it is the most noble and secure, for neither the demons nor the angels can infuse this supernatural light into the understanding, since they can only cause images and fantasies in the imagination. 6.35. This form of revelation was common among the holy prophets of the Old and New Testament, for the light of perfect prophecy which they possessed terminated in the understanding of some hidden mystery, and without this intelligence or intellectual light they would not have been perfect prophets, nor would they have spoken prophetically. Therefore they that do or say something prophetical, as for instance Caiaphas and the soldiers, refusing to divide the garment of Christ our Lord, john eleven forty nine nineteen twenty four although they are urged to these things by divine impulse, are not prophets in the perfect sense, for they do not speak prophetically that is with divine intelligence and light. It is even true that the holy prophets, who are prophets in the real sense and who call themselves seers on account of the interior light by which they see secret things, can perform some prophetic actions without knowing all the mysteries included therein or even without knowing any of the mysteries. But in such cases, they are not to be called prophets in the same sense as when they prophesy with a supernatural understanding of things. This kind of revelation is of many different grades, which cannot here be explained. And although the Lord can communicate it, irrespective of charity, of grace, and virtue, yet ordinarily it is accompanied by them, as in the prophets, apostles, and the just. And this happens both when he manifests his secrets to them as friends, and also when the intellectual visions or revelations are given for the advantage and greater advancement of those who receive them. As I have said above, number 616. Therefore, these revelations demand a very excellent predisposition in those souls who are to be raised in them. And ordinarily, God does not communicate them, except when the soul is in the state of quiet and peace, withdrawn from the earthly things and well-ordered in its faculties for the workings of the divine light. 6.36 In the Queen of Heaven these intelligences or revelations were vastly different from those which are proper to the saints and prophets, for Her Highness enjoyed them continually, both in habit and in act, whenever she was not enjoying other more exalted visions of the divinity, Moreover, the clearness and the extent of this intellectual light and all its effects were incomparably greater in Most Holy Mary. For of the truths, mysteries, and sacraments of the Most High she knew more than all the holy patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and more even than all the angels combined. And she understood more profoundly and clearly, more unerringly and securely all that she did know. By means of this intelligence she penetrated to the very being of God and to his attributes as manifest in the very smallest of his works and creatures. Not one of them existed in which she did not perceive the participation of the greatness of the Creator in his divine foresight and providence. Most Holy Mary alone could in the fullest sense say of herself that the Lord had manifested to her the uncertain and occult things of his wisdom. Psalm 58. As recorded by the prophet, it is impossible to describe the effects of the intelligence in the Sovereign Lady. This whole history must serve in a manner to declare them. In other souls, they are of wonderful advantage and efficacy, for they illumine in the highest manner the understanding, inflame the will with incredible ardor. They undeceive, disentangle, elevate, and spiritualize the creature. And at the same time, they seem to lighten and subtilize even the gross and emburdened earthly body in holy emulation with the soul. The Queen of Heaven enjoyed in these visions also another privilege, of which, however, I will speak in the following chapter. This concludes our reading today for Day 73, in which we read from Chapter 14, Paragraphs 631 to 636. In today's reading, we hear about two of the different visions that the Blessed Virgin experienced in her life, the abstractive vision of divinity, and also the intellectual visions and the revelations that she experienced. As we spoke about the abstractive revelations, this is what Maria wrote. God wishes to show and manifest, yet it does not feel and is not aware of his presence, so as to enjoy him with complete satiety. So, we want to have a greater awareness of the presence of God in our life. And as we come to that point, well, then we're going to maybe begin to notice how God is speaking interiorly and internally to each one of us through our daily prayer. And secondly, the intellectual vision, it seems what she means by this is the idea of prophecy in a certain sense. We hear some of the prophets being mentioned in this reading and how they had this intellectual knowledge that they were being called then to share with a chosen people. And then also we have the different example of dreams, Joseph and Daniel, Joseph of the Old Testament. And so this way God speaks to us as well through the dreams that we might have. We realize that God wants to impart knowledge to us. And as we see how Mary came to know different things in her life, well, then we come to understand too how God wishes to reveal himself to us in many and varied ways. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of The Mystical City of God. I'm honored that you join me today and I hope that you'll join me again tomorrow. May God bless you, and Mary pray for you.